Hi. Hello. There. It's. Oh, you know oh. what, Kira? What? We're podcast hosts. Uh huh. And this movie is the host. Oh, yeah, just one. Interesting coincidence, no? <laughs> Guess like one of us has to die because it's just the host, not hosts. <laughs> That's what that means. Crash, crash, window crash. <laughs> um, so, wait a minute. We're talking about the host. Uh-huh. That's funny because you just told me you were hosting the Oscars tonight. The Tony Awards. <laughs> the Tony Awards. And the Oscars, actually. Yeah, at the same time. At the same time. I'm That's that how good. good. He's that good of a host. And uh, this is Halloween. Well, we Halloween so podcast. podcast. I'm Kira. And I'm Cody. And we are both hosts. Yes. Of this podcast. If you can tell, we're talking about the host. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2007? 2006, I believe, but... Um, Who's counting? That might be... It might have been a 2007 American release, because oh, I'm sure true. it was released in South Korea first. Very true. Uh, was... Yes, I was right. March 30th, 2007 is when it came here. So fun. Uh, yes, I you? wanted to do this movie because the director, Bong Joon-ho, just a few weeks ago won the Palme d'Or, which is the most prestigious award kind of in film in general. It's, it's a nice the, door. Yeah, it's the grand prize of the Cannes Film Festival in France, which is oh, okay. very, very, very fancy. And he fucking won for this movie called Parasite. He won unanimously, which is actually pretty rare, which is like, makes me really want to see that movie now. Interesting. And I had seen his movie, The Host, uh, before, so I was like, what a perfect time mm-hmm. to revisit it. And he, this director likes... Uh, Biological uh, horror. He likes biological stuff. I don't know if the par- if Parasite is so much about that, but I mean, the title definitely is. Mm. He also has a habit of um, environmental stuff. He made this movie called Okja a few years ago mm-hmm. that was very much about um, animal rights, and it was couched in a lot of metaphors and such, but it was definitely an Ooh. animal rights film. And then he also made a movie called Snowpiercer starring Chris Evans. Uh, where it's like an end of the world train movie. It's so cool. Train movie? Train. Like he rides like a train? Like a choo-choo, yeah. Like a choo-choo. Oh, so honey. he, from what I've seen, he does a lot of genre stuff. Like those are, um, like the host is obviously sci-fi horror. Mm-hmm. Snowpiercer is like um, dystopian thriller action movie. And then Okja is okay. like a sci-fi, almost like comedy. It's a crazy zany tone. But they all have a underlying message that is not too hard to find in some some way. Usually they're environmentally related, from what I can tell. Mm. But also it's generally about um, people investing too much in their government and just kind of like Ooh. believing what they're told rather than what they see. It's Ooh. a lot of that. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Absolutely. first, before we get into that, we just wanted to say... Oh. Um, thank you so much to our listeners, as always. We're this close to hitting 50... Apple podcast reviews. Ooh, apples! We would love to get up to 50. Um, but honestly, I think we can push that shit up all the way up to 100. Oh, baby. Because, like, I don't think... I think it's... Mich- uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Obama once said, don't aim low. That's not what she said. Um, you know, I think we can get well, 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 well... I'm Easily up to 100? Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, we can get way more than two. Yeah. Is what I'm fucking Okay, saying. thank you. Yeah, because we're at 48 right now. Um, so if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, just like scroll down to the bottom and give us a little five stars and write us a little review. It yeah. literally can just say, hi, good podcast. Oh my gosh. Or That's fine. love spooky. 
or just be like, you know what? This one time when I was five years old, I witnessed something really traumatic and um, it's just been feeling really wild. And uh, then you can list all the traumas, yeah, just go, all the medication go, go. you're on. Give us your social security number. Thank you so much. Um, and then no give information us your is too address. small to divulge. Yeah, no, or too big. Don't don't do any of that, please. <laughs> please no. Please let it be on the record. But we would very um, much appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, let's just let us know uh, if you're digging our shit. Yeah. Or if you're not, honestly. Let us know. Because then you can get more people to dig our shit by reviewing it. Give them a shovel. A shovel to, you know, <laughs> dig the shit. Did you get that reference? It was, the delivery was so sexy, <laughs> but the content was so <laughs> not. <laughs> oh, but I did my sexy baby voice. It's true. Oh. Oh. Anyway, uh, the host. Host me. Yes. Oh. Uh, host me. Oh, can you host or can you travel? Oh. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> That's like a. Oh, honey. Craigslist personals, RIP <laughs> <laughs> reference. Um, so right off the bat, uh-huh. what are your thoughts on this movie? Like, what do you, did you like it? Do you not like yes, it? Yes, I do enjoy this movie. Um, it is, I, I, I think it does such a cool job of going from at the beginning, like a straight up just monster invasion movie. Mm-hmm. And then the monster is probably only in this on screen for maybe 10 minutes total. It's a lot like Jaws Mm -hmm. in that a lot of it is dealing with the bureaucracy surrounding it and what you do after a disaster. Because once this monster Mm -hmm. has its initial invasion, it kind of just hangs on its cave and takes people who come near it. Mm -hmm. So everything else that happens in relation to that, that's a horror kind of uh, motif is stuff that is revolving around the fallout, the governmental response, the panic, the paranoia mm-hmm. from this one event, which I really enjoy, especially coming out when it did in the middle of um, the aughts, I guess we're calling it now, Ooh. which is a time of, um, we've not gotten much beyond this, but a lot of um, fear regarding, how do I put this? Events that could cataclysm, uh, it could be a calamity uh, <laughs> for a lot of people, whether that was disease. Like, there was a lot okay. of things like SARS, and mm-hmm. do you remember that? Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. there was all sorts of other swine flu was at around the same time. Right. All right, these right. kind of um, pandemic diseases, and also obviously um, global, you know, terrorism, and the rise in that kind of stuff, at least mm-hmm. in awareness of it. and fear of it definitely Mm -hmm. and using that fear as a tool was definitely a big thing of this time period Mm -hmm. so i like this as an exploration of that in metaphor but also very clearly responding to what was going on at the time yeah i dig it Mm -hmm. yeah because we learn right off the bat that like basically anyone with any sort of like major bureaucratic authority is an asshole like we learned that in the first scene or severely incompetent Mm, yeah or both and, you know, I just thought, yeah, I enjoyed the ride. I wouldn't say this is, like, my favorite genre mm-hmm. in terms of, like, it's horror comedy. Uh, like, the horror comedy, the, the style of comedy is not my usual sure. taste. It's not it something also is a funny crack movie. Yeah. There's funny stuff. I mean, but it is, like, listed as a comedy on some sites, which oh, I like horror comedy, yeah. I could do that. It's like um, a satire. Yeah. I mean, there are moments that I guess are supposed to be funny. They're not funny to me because of just, I have a, a silly I sense didn't of humor. Find funny. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say it's, you know, bad or worse for that. It's just like, it's not, doesn't tickle my fancy. Uh, but I thought there were a lot of like, re- I thought there were a lot of really beautiful shots and in between sort of these kind of silly moments that were meant to be funny yes. and these moments where, you know, 
uh, the stakes are kind of, you know, the circumstances are obviously um, fantasy based. Uh, there was there were moments of really good acting too, which yeah. I oh, yeah. was, uh, which is always fun to see and always nice to see, even when the content of the content is so, you know, this is a wild concept, it's, but actually not that wild, maybe. Right, that's the thing. It's it's. <laughs> And, I mean, it's very much a product of its time, but I can't decide if the actual animation of the monster is intentionally a little <laughs> bit goofy. Because it looks yeah. like a giant tadpole with, like, yeah. uh, like a four-part beak mouth. It's pretty goofy. <laughs> when it first emerges onto that sort of pier. That, like, walkway. The yeah, river walk. The river walk. Oh, yeah, right. When it gets on the river walk, it almost for a moment looks like it's charging at them. Like, yeah. it's someone's angry dad about to, like, yell at them for yelling at their daughter and, like, throwing garbage in the river. So that cracked me the fuck up. Yeah. And just the design of it with, like, the tail and how it kind of, like, woo! It yeah. just kind of swings. It was a prehensile tail. It really yeah. moved in a, a, a primate, primate manner. Ooh, yeah. Which is interesting for a seemingly sort of amphibious character. Yeah. I guess we should set up what exactly we're talking about. <laughs> so, oh, oh, sorry, you don't know? Yeah, um, and right off the bat, the movie is making it very clear this is not just... I, I, I don't know if I can say it like this, because I, I have not seen too many monster movies, to be honest. Classic mm. 50s Godzilla-esque uh, invasion movies, mm. which this seems to be a response to, but also fits into the genre. But it's not just a typical, like, it's just a thing that is happening and we all have to deal with it. Yeah. It starts right off the bat with... Uh, it's a it's a U.S. military base in Korea, mm-hmm. and yeah. this American it's a mortuary, right? This American yeah. uh, mortician, I guess, sure, is talking to a Korean mortician and is telling him he has to dump all this formaldehyde down the drain because it is uh, dirty. There, it's co- the covered in bottle, dust. Yeah. yeah, bottles covered in dust. Which yeah. I'm like, who cares? Like they're dead. Well, <laughs> oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I, was say, I know, I know, for bartenders it's bad, but yeah. They're already dead. Maybe it, we just don't like. Well, no, um, not for Malahide. Well, yeah, it is bad for bartenders. But having dust on bottles is bad form. If you've watched any episode of Bar Rescue, people I'm like as a bartender, I was like, uh. yeah, no, th- those bottles need to be clean because that's dust. And if you pour it, that's going to go into the glass. Oh, yeah. You should okay. probably cut what this I'm out. gonna do next time at the bar? Now I'm leaving them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Warts so, and all. <laughs> yeah, um, you're right. And Mr. Kim, the uh, Korean mortician, is like, wait a second. This goes to the Han River, and he goes, right. I don't give a fuck. I, I said to dump that care. shit. This right. is an order. I am speaking English, and I am a white man. Yeah, it makes it very it, from the beginning. There's a it's twofold because it's it's a send up of just bureaucracy in general mm-hmm. and how it can lead to just stupid unthought decisions but also it's clearly a pointed satire of american bureaucracy exactly. in that he a does not care about the environment especially mm-hmm. because it's i assume part of what he, him not caring is he it's not an american place probably it's the Han River. yeah I mean, he it's just not like that would go straight to the mississippi <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. i mean uh, but in the name of, you know, seemingly uh, innocuous bureaucratic reasoning, like, there's dust on these formaldehyde bot- bottles, which will go to preserve a corpse, right. which is so already dead. I mean, if anybody out there knows better than we do, please inform yeah. us. Um, but following rules to the letter mm-hmm. without regard to the actual effects of that. And also, this opening moment is based on a real thing that happened. Oh, what's, uh, what's that? Pull it up for you. I, I shouldn't act like I'm surprised, but <laughs> what? Oh no, the government, the man. <laughs> yeah, it was um, inspired by an incident in 2000, which I think is actually the year they say this starts. So it it's, is. it's almost like it's 
an exact portrayal of this incident, but with different results, obviously. Ooh, well, um, where, that is remained to be seen. As we know. Uh, yeah, a Korean mortician was working for the U.S. military in Seoul, and he dumped a large amount of formaldehyde down the drain. So oh. this is exactly what happened in the movie. Oh, my God. Um, so it obviously caused environmental concerns, but it caused a bit of antagonism towards um, the American military from South Koreans and the government. Um, Fuck yeah. And that kind of is reflected in the movie as a whole. Mm. Um, Because the American government, to jump ahead a little bit, anybody that gets in contact with this river monster that pops out, Mm -hmm. um, uh, seemingly because of the formaldehyde in the river, is then treated as if they're a host of a virus. Right. Which is discovered seemingly by the American government because they find it on an American soldier who fought back right. against the monster in one of the first t- attack scenes. Mm-hmm. But this is a lie. There was no virus. I don't even remember what, quite why they lied about it. They don't really say. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure why they lied. I'm not sure right. what that whole... I think it was just because <sighs> Americans... I mean, it says something about Americans in that. And yeah, even the, I'm just not quite sure what because even the doctor later, the later the doctor, <laughs> I rephrase the question. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I want to make sure you're listening. The later the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> later that scene where uh, uh, Ga- our friend Gangdu. Yes, um, the main character. The main character whose uh, daughter, Hanseo, gets taken. Snatched. Oh, honey, she gets snatched. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, um, by the is, monster. <laughs> but, yeah, by the monster. Her wig doesn't get snatched. No. Um, th- that we never. <laughs> That's it on. Pig. That's <laughs> on the whole time. He is talking with the doctors, and one of the doctors pulls his translator aside yes. and is like, "You want to hear something so wild? Like, <laughs> this is, I got the tea, but. honey. Yeah, he brews the tea, and he goes, and then uh, he spills the tea. And he spills it. <laughs> so stupid. And it's a hazmat suit. <laughs> happy Pride, literally. Yeah. Oh yeah, Happy Pride. And uh, so basically, he's saying that this isn't even a real virus, and. Fully knowing this, he still allows them to operate on gang. Do they allow lobotomize? Lo- lobotomize him, yeah. yeah. So I don't know if that's saying something. I think about Americans because that was a very specific choice. That those were the there are only like three American people with speaking lines in this movie. I want to say like, and they're all white men. It's the dude in the beginning yes. who tells Mr. Kim to dump all the formaldehyde. It's the well, we find soldier. out as a soldier who fights mm-hmm. back in the first attack scene. Mm-hmm. Is it him though? Because I thought he got eaten. That dude. I think it was I think a different it is him dude. Because it says they he lost just his leg. I was a little confused too, but they kind of looked similar. Let me yeah. let me clarify. I thought the same thing too. I was confused by that. But as you look that up, so it's him, and then it's the white doctor at the end. Yes, who, who is in Sounds him. of the Lambs? Oh, he's the guy in Sounds of the Lambs who's with the bugs, and he's like. Trying to ask Clarice on a date. Wow, I literally don't remember. One of several instances of men being like, hey, Clarice, and she being like, mm-hmm. Can we rewatch it again soon? 100% yes. Because that was our fucking like, first movie. time. Oh. Feels like the first You never forget your first time. Well, I guess I did. So you though. might forget some scenes. <laughs> <laughs> and also the with the we US like literally butting in to like take over this operation. Yes, like we learned throughout we have, the movie. We do have bases in Korea, I assume holdovers from the war, you know, 60 years ago. Um, I can't find any information to clarify if it's the same soldier who gets the virus who we see fighting back in the opening scene. I assumed it was, so... I, that wouldn't be... I mean, either way, someone died. Someone's legs yes. were in its mouth. Uh, and yeah. either way, that that dude did help uh, some people. Mm-hmm. 
But, yeah, and then that, but oh. if I, it turns out this soldier who they say got a disease from the monster, which this was being used as evidence to eventually gas the monster with this thing called Agent Yellow, which right. is obviously a very clear parody of Agent Orange, mm-hmm. which is this horrible biochemical um, operation ranch thing and... we used in Vietnam. Yeah. Which uh, I didn't know this. I was looking up statistics on that. It affected four million people where it came in contact with that. What? Like, oh, so I didn't realize that. Fucking many people. I was I was thinking of like the chemical aspect of it and like what basically what it was, and I forgot most of that. But that's an insane fucking number. Yeah. I know it was just incredibly cancerous and bad, obviously. Yeah, up to 4 million people in Vietnam were exposed to it. Jesus Christ. And, like, what was the intention? Was, like, was it literally just to get the people of Vietnam, like, sick? Or was it to destroy, like, the plantation and shit like that, which would eventually lead to them getting sick? And who knows? But do a quick idea. No, I would like to know also. History lesson. Uh, Yes, it was an attempt to deprive the Viet Cong of food and vegetation cover. So not only get rid of their food, but also eradicate as much as they could of the jungle, which they obviously knew much better than we did. So that's all well and good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's okay. Racism is over. um, Agent Yellow, the people of Korea in this movie, or the mm-hmm. people of the city at least, um, are protesting it because they're like, we don't know the fact, the effects of it. And right. um, it turns out this creature is not at all biologically or biochemically um, a threat. It's just a physical threat. It doesn't get people sick because the oh, virus isn't oh, real. Right, right, so this right, Agent right. Yellow is truly for naught. Right. And we have this poor, and they had like Free Park uh, Dang. Uh, yes, dang, the main character. Uh, yeah, dang because he signs. becomes a, like a political, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, um, oh, shit. I want to talk about the initial invasion scene when this creature, this formaldehyde monster, <laughs> pops out of the room for the first time. The great band name for formaldehyde, formaldehyde monster. monster. I like that a lot. Spooky. Yeah, when it first uh, gets mad that uh, we were standing on its lawn and it yes. got up. Pointedly, so the first appearance of it, it's hanging off of a bridge, and people, it looks like a like a cocoon almost. Ugh, yeah. It's very spooky, because it's yeah. shot from afar, and then you see it just slowly go into the water, mm-hmm. and people's reaction to it is exactly what people would do in real life. They're kind of like, yeah. oh, and then immediately yeah. start filming it, <laughs> yeah. and then the first thing they do is they're like, the main character, Park uh, uh, Gangdu, throws a beer can in the water and the right. monster's tail grabs it and so right. immediately Slurps everybody them. starts going woo and starts throwing garbage into <sighs> right. the river mm-hmm. which again contamination themes mm-hmm. you know environmentalism mm-hmm. not organic products either like we're talking no more it was beer like cans yeah, and sh- a tire <laughs> yeah <laughs> an entire fucking yeah car a car. And then the monster comes out, and it's. I love the way the first. Um, it's funny because it, <laughs> it is, is from kind afar. Of funny, yeah. But it's that kind of thing of you see the monster coming from afar, and like in real life, you'd be like, what am I looking at? Because uh-huh. it's shot from so far away that even we a little bit are like, what is that? Yeah. You can't process it. No. And then it's. Um, yeah, it's, it's good. And then it's just hell breaks loose, baby. Mm hmm. She don't want none of that shit. And no. the kind of the character... I'm sorry, do you want to talk more no, about that? No, that's it. Um, and the kind of the like character design of this... Creature design, I should say, of this... Yes. Host creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like like you said, it kind of looks like a frog. It has like the beak of a squid. It has like these random tails. It's like tadpole-ish. Yeah, yeah tadpole vibes. I'm not even quite sure what it's a mutation of. There's at one point at the end when... It opens its mouth and reveals like an inner mouth, and it looks like a labia clitoris. It situation. looked like a badge, yeah. Girl, that's a pussy hole. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. What's that fucking uh, Girl, that's a booty hole. Girl, that's a booty hole. <laughs> it does look like a fish mouth a little bit. That's what they call me. What? Oh, no. What? Um, what did you think of the... Uh, care, the, like, the dynamics between the siblings. So we have... Um, mm, yes. Gangdu, which is the father figure to the young girl, Hanseo. snatched by the monster. Snatched! And uh, the aunt is... The aunt is Namju... And the uncle is Nam Il. Right. We're we're we decided it'd be easier to refer to the characters in relation to Hyun Seo. So we're we're saying like her dad, her grandpa, her aunt, and her uncle. Yeah. Um, get with it. Yeah. Get on our level. But they're a family unit and um when Han Seo gets taken away, it's the first time they've reunited in a while. Because right, the grandpa uh-huh, even says, right. like, wow, we look at us all together, finally. Mm-hmm. You brought us together. Right, to her picture that they right. happened to put up yes. really quickly. I, I was wondering that. They put that event together Yeah, there's a fast. memorial room. Very, they're all wearing the same clothes that they were on the day of the attack. Maybe yeah. it's like a... They have it ready. Do now. They're like, we had all these flowers ready to go for someone to die. So, <laughs> here we go. Got those plaques made hey, with everyone's face. You know what? If you get ready, nope. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, but I, uh, so yeah, there's like a kind of a tense dynamic, but I thought it was mm-hmm. interesting because it was kind of, the three of them kind of resemble the like wants or traits of those of like Wizard of Oz. Ooh. Sort of. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, gang do, like they kind of make fun of him. Well, they make fun of all of them for being dumb, but they really yeah. make fun of him for being dumb, even though like... He's also lazy in his... Right. In his um, intelligence or lack thereof. Right. And like, I don't know. Nothing Nothing that I don't do. He's supposed to be a character that you see at the beginning you don't expect him to be the hero and then he ends right. up being the hero. It's one of those. It's a journey. He goes from, yeah, we go from bleach blonde, shaggy clothes to fully brunette and wearing a turtleneck. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Pick, pick which one you're into because I could do with both, you know? <laughs> She's uh, winked at me. <laughs> uh, so, and so, uh, yeah, he kind of sort of represents like, oh, he's you know, Scarecrow-esque. Okay. The uh, no uncle is the least empathetic, I think, of the three. Um, a bit and, of a tin man? Yeah. Oh, honey, he needs that whore. And, like, <laughs> the sister, uh, uh, you know, you can insert Hamilton quotes here, but she, like, didn't shoot, and she clearly had, like, she needed some courage, bitch, to shoot that Ooh. arrow in time. Honey. And Grandpa's Dorothy? Sure. And <laughs> well, <laughs> Gang I, Do is Toto. Go- <laughs> The monster Toto. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> the uh, the grandpa being Dorothy would fit there because Dorothy is very much like, well, I was told I have to go to the Emerald City, and I was told to, so I'm gonna. And much like that, the grandpa is very seemingly um, obedient to the government. He has a lot of lines that are mm. like, well, if the government says it's so. Because mm-hmm. later, at some point, they... Um, Gangdu is somebody who's been accused of having the virus because he come he's come in direct contact with the monster. Mm-hmm. But some at one point they realize he's fine. Like he's not sick right. or anything. And the grandpa literally says, If the government says so, mm-hmm. we have to accept it. Yeah. Very much a rule follower, very strict in also his upbringing of um his kids. Cause like uh he owns a snack shop on the Han River and Gangdu is an employee of his and he has he's very um Exacting with how he's supposed to behave as an employee, mm-hmm. uh, he like he he allows his laziness but doesn't appreciate it. <laughs> right? Kind of yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. But then we later learn, and as we later learn, it was, and and you see that because he is kind of. Um, sorry, not to cut you off. No, that's all I have to say. 
but there is a, and we learn. I think he's actually, yeah, and he's kind of one of the nicer, more empathetic people. Yes, he is. I mean, he is kind of rude to. I mean, not rude, but he like does slap him around for sleeping. But later, when uh, just in the midst of all the craziness, he reminds the siblings, like, don't forget, like, I was drinking. His mom wasn't here, and like mm-hmm. this motherfucker didn't eat, and he had to like steal food and shit. Yeah. So uh, let's, uh, you know. So he was trying to be optimistic and uh, kept to the rules. I guess I could see that, Dorothy. I love that Wizard of Oz idea, though. You know, um, fun. Oh, and so okay, and so kind of also going off of this sort of government. I hate to say government conspiracy because that sound. Well, I feel like it cheapens it. It's a cover up. I think is what it is. Mm, yeah, that's a better word for a cover up. So it seems, you know what, maybe, maybe this is it. Sorry to cut you off. I'm really trying to rationalize why the government lies about the virus being there. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, it could just be an example of like, well, no, listen to us because we know best. There's a virus out there and we're in charge. Just Just a typical power, you know, um, holding power over citizens, not just their own citizens, (gasps) but, you know, the way that America has a habit of being, you know, trying to be like the global police. So... Well, wasn't trying to hold Korean citizens in the same sort of subservience through fear. Okay. With the witch trials in Salem. Salem, uh-huh. They were like, once they started realizing it was fucked up, they were like, yeah, it's fucked up, but like we've already been doing it and we said we're going to do it, so we have to do it. And I, so it maybe kind of has that kind of hysteria because, that yeah. again, that the surgeon doctor goes up to Gangdu and says, oh, the virus has moved up to his brain. It's right here. And yeah. then says, and eh, we know it doesn't exist. And then they right. go on with this surgery. So Because then at that point he could be using the virus as a metaphor for like the awareness. Like he has an idea mm. that there's something mm. going on and we need to get that out. Like literally mm. get his brain out of him. <laughs> get this brain out of this man. Uh, I wish sometimes. So scary. Oh girl, give me down the bottom honey. <laughs> Ice pick day. Oh my gosh. There's also uh like uh the like you mentioned before with the cameras when the they're throwing shit in the river, there's a lot of sensationalism. Yes. With that and even when they're mourning in that like sanctuary center they yes, put together yes, for yes, the yes, survivors yes. of the initial attack and there's cameras there and uh, the cops don't believe them no one believes them yeah i loved the scene where they were just losing their minds in grief um it was almost <laughs> I mean, comical fine. um but i did i did <laughs> yeah, a little i did a light research on korean mourning practices oh, okay. to see if this like because everybody in the room was wailing and granted it was a <laughs> traumatic unexpected right. attack. So I mm. get it. But also I was like, this seems unusually fortissimo. <laughs> I'm sure, saying. sure. Yeah. So I looked up, um, and this is speaking in generalizations, but um, uh, the Korean funeral practices when they're still rooted in Confucianism, which I think is um, still a big part of funerals uh, mm-hmm. in uh, South Korea. In those practices, it is expected that the women uh, should be highly emotional and Mm. as vocal in their grief as possible because then that will it's it's to show that the deceased was a good person an innocent person that is worth essentially lo- like making all this noise over oh. um but the men are expe- expected to be stoic and keep their emotions inside okay. so i don't know if this is an actual commentary on that but seeing men react in the emotional way because the aunt kind of really is the least highly emotional of these of this family unit that's mourning the death of hyunso I, she so, had a lot of tears in those she eyes. She did, but it was the men that were, like, rolling on the floor oh, and kicking yeah, each yeah. other. So mm-hmm. th- that could have been intentional by the filmmaker as a mm-hmm. way to show, like, no, this is horrible, and they were not <laughs> really not ready for this. Right. Um, but also, maybe that's just, it's just a, 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 a 
comical scene practically, mm-hmm. and that's you know. No, I, I think yeah. you might be right though. I mean, like, and again, because we we don't know, mm-hmm. um, but I could see how that could be a thing as because uh, she does. She is. A, she walks up. She has tears in her eyes, and she comes up to the picture of Anseo yes. and is like starts to wail a little bit, and uh-huh. then they all start to break. So maybe it is kind of like she just kind of opens that door for them, yeah. and then we, as a viewer, if we were. Uh, Used to the Korean customs of men not responding. Uh, we would you know, kind then of see that and go, moment. oh, wow. Yeah. Or that's the funny moment. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I could see that. I could see that. All right. I don't know how to take this information. Maybe it's okay. small. But in the first, after our little prologue, and mm-hmm. we see that uh, Gangdu is at the, sh- the store, the little uh, shack, and he's asleep on something, and there's a customer trying to, like, buy something, whatever. And we see it in the corner of a shot. There's a very clear, very legible Disney tag on something. Okay. Like, it blatantly says Disney amongst, you know... Oh, I, I remember noticing that, too. It's amongst, very apparent in yeah. the screen. When there's, you know, uh, it's either in Korean or, or labels are blocked, you mm-hmm. know, for whatever reason or, you know, aesthetically to keep labels out. So I, I just... That was... I don't know. That was a weird, weird choice. I mean, may have just been a coincidence, may have just been set dressing, or may have been just another instance of, you know, American capitalist imperialism. Yeah. In these people's lives, exactly. Yeah. Wouldn't doubt it. Oh, I'd like... I mean, it's not funny, but in the pandemonium of the creature attacking, there's, like, that moment of some girl is... Um, the headphones? Yeah, she's on headphones. She's, like, picking her nails, listening to classical music, and she gets dragged. I know. And then we see some dog, like, bite, biting some dude's... Yeah, that like, seemed to be not happen? related to the monster. <laughs> It just shows like a fight happening outside of a bar that's unrelated. Just I, <laughs> There's like a violent square dance practice happening in the corner. <laughs> oh know. my gosh. Um, yeah, I, I really like the filmmaking on display in the first attack scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really, it's chaotic, but you always have a sense of where the monster is in relation to the characters and how far they are from the river. Because they get mm. real far from the river. Yeah. So this really seems like the first time the monster is just like, ah! <laughs> it's right, like uh, making its big appearance. Hello. It's Hello Dolly yeah. walking down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, I love the shot of the woman with the headphones. And then you, I, I just like, there's a lot of moments of a character who doesn't quite know what's going on. It's like it's in one place, standing still with people mm. running around them. Running in mm. one direction from them. And it just creates a very realistic sense of panic. Like, have you ever mm-hmm. been on the street or just walking somewhere? And you see, like, more than two people, like, running. Yes. And it's like, what's going on? Right. I need to run. Usually it's nothing serious. I once saw somebody getting chased because they were shoplifting. But... uh, (laughs) That's also interesting to experience. But, you know, your first... I mean, this is is a lot. But we, you know, both grew up in the New York area Mm -hmm. around 9-11. So we're very, like, trained in this idea of um, just being very aware of your surroundings (laughs) and other people's reactions to things. Yeah. Yeah. So So just kind of street smarts of, like, okay, people are running, so I shouldn't be going in that direction. Uh, so it's a very well done and realistic depiction of that kind of panic, that mass panic. Yeah. Uh, this is unrelated, but also there's um, uh, one part where you see only one person in the frame running from the monster, and he has a jersey, and the number on the jersey is 69. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> nice. Right, right, right. Oh, I love the part where... Um, the monster goes into this trailer that's oh, full of people, mm-hmm. and for you, the camera pulls back, and you just see the trailer like rattling, mm-hmm. and it's you hear the screams, and then on the other end of the trailer, you see 
there's padlocked doors and the people yeah. inside have kind of pushed it open a little bit, but mm-hmm. all they can get out is their hands it's and just blood. bloody hands. Oh. It's really just, that's just classic, like almost oh, zombie great. pandemic filmmaking. Yeah, and that it's was great. so effective. And like, it, 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 it like pan down to a, I'm sorry, not pan down. It's panning a side to side. What is it? Oh, t- it tilts down. Uh, the camera yeah. tilts, tilts down. Yeah. And we see all the uh, blood on the ground there. Mm. And uh, yeah, that, that was really wild. That was... Love that. Very spoopy, scary. Kind of reminded me of that moment in uh, It. I forgot his name. One of the boys is like in an alleyway. Yes, 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 yes. And he yes, sees yes. it. scary. The one who works in the slaughterhouse. Yeah. Oh, so good. Poor boy. Um, and then the first person to start fighting back against the monster is an American. The mm. one who I'm, we may have been the soldier that was infected, quote unquote, right. may have not. Not quite sure. But it's just a, a classic example of like Americans being depicted as, you know, full of gusto and mm-hmm. it's this idea of like American exceptionalism that we've been fed since, you know, World War II essentially and before that. Yeah. Um, oh, right. Because even his, his girlfriend who she's not, she doesn't appear to be, um, you know, American. Mm-hmm. She's definitely not white. She uh, says like, She's telling him not to go, whatever, and he's like, no, I have to help. Yeah, and exactly, it's like, exactly. I mean, you don't have right. to. This is a kind Which of is like, a, I, an intense situation. And I mean, like, I, I understand. I, I get that. But also, right. this is something that we're not equipped for. Right. It's a river monster. You don't know how it's going to react. Because then it, the, its reaction to getting attacked is just to turn around and retaliate. Attack more, yeah. Right. Um, it, and now it has a target, which is you, the one fighting mm-hmm. back. So Work smarter, not harder, yeah. young man. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because he was it he, like, frisbee throws, like, a fucking piece of the ground. Like, yeah, like a concrete slab, and then he takes, like, a parking uh, thing with a concrete oh, thing on the right. bottom and mm-hmm. just, like, throws it at it like a javelin. Right. Yeah. Good um, times. Oh, and then we also learn a little bit about the concept of, uh, uh, it's, 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 uh, salary, which is, uh, basically the act of, like, yes, young yes. kids stealing shit, which, like, that's some real... And the idea that. is, like, well, I can't afford to eat, so, like... Yeah, I'm It's almost it. like a game, right? Right. And yeah, because we, we don't see, steal um, money, just food. Because we see uh, uh, two seemingly homeless people do that. One of them is a very young boy. Yeah. And the older one gets killed by the monster, but the younger mm-hmm. one gets thrown into the monster's nest along with Hanzeo, uh, the yeah. daughter of uh, our, main, our main character. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was interesting that the monster eats or and or kills adults like with no problem, but it seems to be saving these two children. Mm. Not saving, like, rescuing, like, saving, like, letting them marinate. <laughs> well, like, and, and there were some bodies that were, like, left in there. Yes. And then, like, it later regurgitated some. And, like, they earlier it ate some. That was scary. That was so fucking funny. I loved it, though. Like, it was so scary <laughs> and funny. Because it was just like, oh, it's one or two. And then, It was one skull. And then it was just like, bah. God, <laughs> me senior year. Christ. Oh um, yeah, I don't know. It is like I wonder like what their where their ethos lies. Like, why is it like you swallow some people whole and that's not a big deal, and you spit them out later for safekeeping? Right. Or maybe it's just like you know sometimes like, oh, you know what? I I thought I was gonna eat that appetizer, but let me throw it in my purse and I'll eat it later. Maybe it's that kind of well, thing. Well, or like when you get a avocado and you're like, it's not ready yet, but mm. like give me two more days and you'll be perfect. But like, wouldn't you want it to not have? I mean, I guess the fish, this creature doesn't understand it, but it's like right. you'd want them fresh. Maybe, These humans, you don't want them to be all skinny and, and withered out. Maybe they ident- the creature identifies the children as not yet fully grown, therefore not as much of a hearty meal as could be. Mm, but food. being this creature who, A, doesn't have a sense of time, and B, doesn't <laughs> understand how human biology works, right. maybe doesn't know how rapidly they will grow. Gotcha. You know, oh, right. I mean, like, it's probably like, well, I grew this big in right. seven, you know. Yeah, in just a few, in just a few short years. Yeah. And But now these kids are not grown up anytime oh. soon. <laughs> 
My God. That's an interesting point. Yeah, I don't know why. And, uh, yeah, Hansea, she uses some awesome-ass maternal instincts. She gets some shit done. Right. She hides in a fucking little, little like, nook. hidey hole. <laughs> she somehow gets rainwater. Like, she figures it mm -hmm. out. It's pretty, she's it's pretty cool. She's resourceful. Yeah, she gets yeah. the whole fucking... Um, Ties all the clothes together. To, uh, use like a little escape uh, mm -hmm. rope. Thing. It was like a nice Doesn't quite stick. work. <laughs> right. But that's but okay. But still, she's their she team, tried. man. Like, fuck. Yeah. Um, right. The, uh, so the the main family is quarantined because Park was, uh, uh, Gangdu was touched by the monster, which they think leads to a virus. Oh, yeah. Like and the he gets a phone call from Han Seo, who they think is dead. But mm -hmm. she's like, I'm in a sewer. I can't figure out. It's like a big mm -hmm. sewer. I can't get out of here. So they are yeah. like, she's alive. She's alive. We have to go find her. Mm -hmm. And this is when it becomes like an adventure. Like they leave the, they break out of the hospital. Yeah, they get some uh, maps and cars from some mm -hmm. black market guys who I liked the way they interacted the black market um, people who A, rescue them from the hospital and B, sell them the supplies mm -hmm. because they are still very much in it for the money. Oh, and they know that yeah. this is a situation where people are desperate and they will pay anything because it was, there was a disaster. And, you know, I mean, it's like a, like carpetbaggers. They, they come in after the disaster and they like try to sell as best they can. Mm. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I believe that's the thing that happened in the Civil War. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> but even, yeah, because <laughs> even like so, that, like, but, the, um, the, um, the uncle mentions, like, why, you, you know, you paid all this money, like, mm -hmm. why, this isn't even helpful shit, like, this isn't even a good car, and, like, kind of going back to what you're saying about the dad being very by the book and very... The grandpa, pro, yeah. The grandpa, sorry, yeah. yeah. The grandpa being pro-government, he's, like, ha fine to accept the... He's fine to accept all this mm -hmm. tomfoolery, uh, much like he's able to accept the tomfoolery of the government. Yeah. Oh, and also there's kind of a reoccurring theme of just people not being sort of uh, fully being understood or being fully listened to. Like, for example, when uh, the grandfather is explaining uh, how uh, Gangdu had to, re you know, resource, uh, had to start borrowing food and uh, had to uh, go start practicing uh, salary to eat because he yes. wasn't around, et cetera, et cetera. And while he's telling this, the other siblings are literally falling asleep and, like, not listening to him, not responding. And, like... Yeah, or, they've uh, heard it before. Or or they're just used to, you know, oh, indispensable. That could be it, too. Know, maybe. Maybe. Well, I, I kind of connected it with, like, that. And later when Gangdu is saying... One of the reasons when the doctor, being such a fucking dick in retrospect, when you find out that he knows it's not a real virus, goes, mm -hmm. why did you tell anybody about your daughter being sick and all this shit or being in the sewer? And uh, his first response is like, no one fucking listens to me. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. um, so I think there's a lot to be said there in terms of that happening sort of repeatedly in the plot, especially with Gangdu, and earlier with the cop. Like, no one's listening, no one's believing. Right, it's listening to what you're told by those seemingly in charge. It's, like, elitist, yeah. Rather than people who have actually experienced the thing. Exactly. The cop's like, oh, we can't just run a trace on your phone. Yeah. Uh, well, why yeah, don't you he do says it, it's, um, asshole? What does he say? Uh, it's too complicated. Which is, like, this is the time to just put those aside and just do it. Right, exactly. Ugh, fuck y'all. Um, I liked that when the um, the we get the news of the um, seemingly virused army guy dying, mm. he died at 420. Oh, I know. <laughs> so we got 420.69 in this movie. <laughs> nice, 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 Oh, that's nice, so funny. Nice. 
I love that the ant is a champion archer, so that she just fun. casually has a bow and arrow with her at all times. So fun. Let's open <laughs> that door. Why not? I love it. Let's open that door. And I think it's partially the way the movie is structured because it's done in a way where you think, like, really all hope is lost because, obviously, spoiler, grandfather dies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gangdu is under the... He's, he's like, held hostage. Yeah. Yeah. He, and we think the brother has died. And um, the aunt. And I the thought aunt, she was exactly. Because they both seemingly fall from great distances, and they're, yeah. like, knocked out for a little bit. So it seems like the only person who can save the day is the main character right. who is being quarantined. And it's, right. like, all hope is lost. Like, oh, no. But then... Uh, they all rise. They None of them were dead. <laughs> Except for the up. grandpa. He's dead. Oh, no. He definitely died. <laughs> that was rough. And he got thrown, honey. His head got smashed. Yeah. It was not good. Yeah. Well done, though. I thought it was really... Mm-hmm. That was a really cool moment, too, because when you realize that... You see him shoot, no bullets come out, and it cuts to Gangdu counting the bullets and realizing he fucked up. That I love movies moment. do bullet counts. Oh my god, Because yeah. I don't remember how don't the fuck how that works. The guns work. I don't know. Shotguns have two? What? Shotguns have two? No, but he, I think I had more. And I'm just was, saying in general. Oh. <laughs> You're just listing what you know. Two? I have no fucking clue. No clue. Yeah, that's about as much as I know. I really love the scene where uh, Gangdu gets a lobo- gets the lobotomy. And it's mm, a, a mm-hmm. camera from above pointing down at him, Ooh, and the whole time yeah. he's protesting, and you see the the drill essentially being set up, and get it yeah. looks very realistic. And also, the floor of this operating room is blood red. It's oh, the exact it? same, same color as blood, Ooh. which is not realistic because you wouldn't want the floor to be the same color as the thing that might be spilling out of the bodies. Like you would sure. have to see where the mess was. That's clearly intentional. On the filmmaker's part, mm. just to kind of give you a sense of danger. Because we see red on film or in anywhere, and we, we get a panic feeling. It's just mm-hmm. natural. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah, it's that good. was cool. Smart. And his, his acting in that scene was really, really wild. Yeah. Like, it's... He's really ooh, good. That freaks me out. Like, just forced lobotomies. Right. Oh, it's no good. Yeah. Not a fan. <laughs> hey, hot take. Not a fan. Yeah. Like, um, only do when I ask. But then I love that the way he escapes from the hospital mm, is he... Mm-hmm. A nurse is taking his blood, and he grabs the syringe and takes her hostage, essentially, mm-hmm. and uses this syringe, which <laughs> all the doctors think has this infected blood. Right. He knows it's not infected. It's just blood. Yeah. It's just blood. Oh, it's just blood. And he's like, I'll infect you. Let me out. So, so <laughs> it's fun. really resourceful and really smart, actually. Yeah. And, that, like, in that moment, I like that because it's, it's him leaving with holding her, and it's, like, shot from his point of view. So, like, you'll see him, like, squirt at some people and like, yeah, yeah, from yeah, his yeah. view, and, like, it's pretty funny. And, Ooh. like... People are having, like, a fucking cookout outside while a dude's getting a fucking lobotomy. Mm-hmm. Did you realize that shit? Yes, it's I did. I, the, terrible. And, uh, there's some American army guys out there, too. Mm, right. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Like, exactly. Like, some dude's getting his fucking brain torn out for and a virus that doesn't dogs. exist. And y'all are making, yeah, fucking apple pie over here. <laughs> apple pie on the grill. Mm. I love grilled apple pie. Oh, my God. <laughs> so America. That good. That's America right there. Honey. Hey. That does sound good. Um, but yeah, uh, so just to jump ahead to a little bit, at the end they oh, yeah. do let Let's this Agent Yellow Eater. chemical out and ends up, you know, stunning people. And it's, I don't think it kills anybody. I, think I was just, a little confused. I, and I was. I think just the drama may have sure. resulted in casualties, but I don't think perhaps the actual agent uh, chemical created uh, caused sure. deaths. Still the idea, though, that they're willing to drop this agent on when protesters are still there and right. very possibly infect them to seemingly save them from an infection that they know is not real. Right. Mm. Interesting. Who's the poison one now, bitch? Oh, and we have your favorite thing in that scene with the protesters. We have a Spielbergian moment where we have some young girl looking at a camera and everyone behind her is going, mm-hmm. Whoa! 
then the monster comes ashore and is like, hey, is this all for me? Are you all a party? The protest oh. does look like a party. There's some of those waving <laughs> arm guys. They're right. all wearing the same shirts. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because when the creature first emerges and the distance sees the protesters, I imagine it being like, oh my god. I thought you guys, for, stop it. I've been really stressed and I needed this support. You should know. For me. <laughs> I think that's what it needed. Um, so then, yes, we have this wonderful epilogue start of where, unfortunately, Hanseo did not make it. Which no, I, I was shocked. surprised, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen the movie before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I appreciate it, you know, like... And she died pro- protecting the young boy that was with her. Yeah. She, like, kind of was Blow wrapped boy. around him in the monster's mouth. Ugh. God damn. And, uh, yeah, gang dude's got, got his hair cut. He got a turtleneck. Mm-hmm. He's running the store. He's adopted the boy. The little boy. It yeah. seems like. Yeah. And uh, they have a sick little setup there. But then we noticed there's... Uh, so I didn't look up if there's more... If there's sequels to I this. I believe this is the only one. Oh, okay. Let me double check. at the end of this movie, it's them sitting together. They're eating. They're yeah. taking a moment. And unless I misheard, so that's going to be possible, um, we hear the news is on, and they're speaking in English with, uh, I, I believe, a Korean translator is talking mm-hmm. over it as well. Um, but the news is saying essentially that, oh, there was this issue... Uh, there's a recent crisis in South Korea. There's a lot of misinformation. However, and then they cut it off. Ooh. So I'm not sure if they're implying that, yeah, there was information, but we did find concrete proof that there is a problem, or was it just them explaining they fucked up? Or saying there was no actual virus? Yeah. Because at that point, they have to know, because Park is, or Gangdu is still alive, so yeah. just his mere existence would prove to people, like... No, there's no virus. <laughs> yeah, but like, what if it's just deeply rooted? You know, like, uh, you know, like, I don't know. What if it like, <laughs> is like a deeply, like, long, uh, what's the word? I don't know. What if it just like takes a while to fuck you up? You don't know. There's oh, some alcohol in that fucking yeah. water. A um, uh, extended release. <laughs> and in the words of. <laughs> Delayed release, rather. <laughs> and in the words of the doctor in the beginning, when. Uh, Mr. Kim is like, I'm not dumping this mm-hmm. shit. It goes to the Han River. He says, think of the broad. Uh, the Han River is it's very so broad. Big. Think broad. Yeah. So if there's just one creature emerged, how many fucking other creatures are there? You know? Think broad, baby. Two things related to that. <laughs> At the end of the credits, apparently, you can hear the monster roar, which might just be like a fun little thing. Just for, like, yeah. movies like to do that at the end of credits, but also maybe it's like a little clue. And apparently, according to IMDb, there is a host two currently in development. <gasps> Supposed to come Fun. out this year, but I mean, a lot of movies just sit in development for a long time. Who knows? But in in Korea, though, it's it's the same company. Yep. It looks like okay, uh, good. It's, like... it's not the same director, but uh, looks like it's based on a comic, which is maybe the, a comic <gasps> based on this. Because I know the this movie, the host, is an original film. It's not based on anything. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's an original film. It's because it's based on that real life incident. Yeah, it's um, scary enough, honey. Yeah. Also, apparently, it's based on the director one time saw a fish, I believe, in the Han River. And it was, like, severely deformed. Ooh. And he was like, that's weird. Probably that formaldehyde. Mm. Oh, and then wait, there's a moment of that with those two fishermen. They find, yes. like, a weird thing with yeah. a bunch of tails. Wowza. Wow. Well, thanks for hosting yes. me, Cody. Ooh, of course, I love being house. the host. Oh, well. Uh, of the virus oh, and the yeah. podcast. And it's interesting <laughs> that that's the title when, like, you would think the main focus is, like, the creature. Right, because it's, it's the host refers to the supposed host of the virus, which is the main character. Gang a I like your hair. Uh, you're talking about the monster, right? You like the monster's hair? Yeah. That little pussy hole of a mouth. Ugh. 
So this has been Halloweeners, the horror movie <laughs> podcast. If you still want to rate us five stars, please do. Oh my god, yeah, I mean, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, you can just like follow us on Instagram or mm-hmm. Twitter at Halloweeners Pod, yep. and honestly, however you're listening to us now, uh, keep doing that. Love it. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Hey Kira Hey. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxed, everywhere at Cody Monster ninety one. Thanks, of course, to our theme music composer at Prey Pompeii. He's got it. If you're in Chicago Ooh, on yes. June 21st, he is hosting a Pride <gasps> Musicians, uh, Pride Queer Musicians Night at Uncommon Ground in yes. Lakeview. Uh, you should go. Support queer artists. Or, Pride Month. Yeah, be there or be square. Honestly, truly. Just a fucking square. Yeah, you don't support queer artists. I will not be there because I have my own show. So wow. it's like it is <laughs> a very gay art. show. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, come do, see um, Africa. It's a show I'm in if you're in Chicago. I don't just know. do something gay this month. Do something gay. Do something gay every day. <gasps> They're here. Barbara Streisand. <laughs> <laughs> like gay. Lastly, kicks on the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish. And for our beautiful artwork, mm-hmm. you should follow. Uh, Leah Patterson on Instagram at a tender witch. Yes. I'm sure. I'm sure she's doing really cool shit. Follow her on Instagram and just buy her art. Support Hell that shit yeah. too. Local artists like all of us. Yeah, local artists, give us all your money, please. And don't dump from all the hide in the river, you guys. Come on, please, don't do it. Don't, please, 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 no. Oh, wait. Oh, 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 oh.